I need my money delivered by one unarmed officer. Otherwise, I'll kill everybody. Hey, operator. Hey, Luna. Hey. I don't know hey. why I said hey first there. That that might have messed everything up. It did. Okay. Uh, hey, I just had a question for you. Did you, when I was uh, getting ready for this episode, did you ever used to do prank calls? Yeah. Yeah. I see. You seem like you'd be good at it. Yeah, you'd think. Um, but then I watched like Crank Yankers or something like that, and I'm like, that's brilliant. I, I, something like... As a kid, I wasn't as good because my dad joke game wasn't Apex. Now, if mm-hmm. I do prank calls, I'd be a lot better, I think. Oh, you'd be good. I think oh, you'd be really good. I, I probably. But now I'm an adult, so it, you know, it's actually, I think, a felony. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> right. Like, I just remember my friends would try, we would all do it, and some of us were good at it. Usually the meaner kids were, not to say mm. you're mean or anything. Yeah. Uh, but they uh, they were really good at it. I have a. I feel really uncomfortable leading somebody in a direction that's not r- real, like wasting their time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I feel really bad about that. Like even if it's funny to to us, I always felt like, man, this is really mean. Like I, I my lady's friend uh, when they were when they were kids, he was gay. He wasn't banging her or nothing, eh? Uh-huh. Like, I made sure about that when she told me the story. I don't want to hear it unless the guy's a homosexual, okay? And he was. She probably made that up because I was holding her on the ground by her throat. But anyways, all joking. Um, her and her friend, they used to crank call this one particular guy, and I think that he had something going on up top that wasn't so hot. You know, uh-huh. something's going on. And it was a little, he was a little off. So he was an older guy, too. And... uh they led him along for, I think it was two years and would call him almost every single day and like get him to meet them places. And they would just watch him stand around waiting for them. And then he'd go back home and he just kept what? When she told me this, I was like, you're going to hell. It wasn't me. It was like, yeah, he, he was really good at it. And we were, we were keeping this guy kind of entertained and stuff. Aww. She'd probably be mad at me for even telling the story. But, um, that kind of thing, I could see how it would be hilarious. And they were very young when this was happening, right? Yeah. Um, I could see where it would be hilarious, but it's always made me feel a little bit uncomfortable. I'm just not that guy. Like, you know, there's guys who are like trolls. Yeah. I always found like when someone's trolling somebody else and I can clearly see it, I'm like, dude, this is a bit much. Like, really? Like, yeah. why? What are you getting from this? Like, you really get it? A lot of people who think they're trolls, by the way, aren't actually trolls, too, which bugs me. Because you can see through what they're doing. Yeah, I think there's there's a there's a very distinct line that anyone with common sense can draw between. No, that's just mean and a prank. Like there's this. I don't know that it's as big as it used to be, but several years ago, you know, the social experiment videos on YouTube, where I was like, "What will you know? What will this person do if we put money underneath this person and be like, yes. oh, man.'" And they're like, that's mine, you know, so, and that's not, that's not a prank. That's, you know, that's like, I don't know, videoing somebody being dishonest and you're just seeing yeah. if they're going to be honest or that. I don't know. To me, that's weird. For me, even watching America's Funny Some Videos, I remember my grandmother was like this too. When somebody, people getting hurt isn't funny to me. No. Is people getting hurt funny to you? No, no. Just uh, the, the wife or either laughs hard <laughs> when people <laughs> Some get. people do. Oh my gosh. We were watching. Have you ever. Um, I get mad. Have you ever seen that TV show Superstore? No. No, I haven't. It, it's, fu- it's actually pretty funny. Um, there's a scene last night where the manager like slips in this huge, like huge puddle of yogurt on the ground and he can't get <laughs> out. And there's like a little tiny, like watch where you're stepping cone. And he's like trying to use it to like kind of eke his way. And like everybody's <laughs> looking funny. and you just hear people be like, you're not moving. You're not making any progress. And she was dying laughing because <laughs> it was, he kept hitting his head and, and she she <laughs> likes people. watching those there's like if you go to YouTube and just watch scorpion people doing people scorpioned it's What's like that? where they fall on their face but their momentum <laughs> keeps going so their yeah. feet their legs come up behind them like you know that's hilarious and she can't get enough of that 
She's a psycho. <laughs> That's Tom, Tom Segura. You know, Tom Segura is always mm. joking about that. The comedian Tom Segura is like yeah. that as well. Not not for not for me. I, it's just never really made made me like belly laugh at all. And yeah. I, I don't know what that says. I hope. I think it's a positive for me. I think it's a positive. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys, you guys are. Yeah, yeah. It's not, it's not funny. Dang it. No, no. <laughs> but it is. Yeah. So today we with this call, we gonna do. Um, there's some kind of prank call thing going on, right? Yeah. Yeah. It sounded like you're just leaving me because I had the audacity to start the episode myself. You're like, see how – go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. See yeah. how, see how well see. you can do with Let's the lead. See. What are you going to do with this now, Jack? Maybe maybe I'll just – you know, yeah. you got a script? Oh, watch me delete it and let's see how you do. <laughs> yeah. Okay. This is an interesting one. So this this call, I'm going to go ahead and play it. And then we'll we'll talk all about it because uh, yeah, it's the new format of the twenty the mid mid quarter Q two Q two. Yeah. Are we are we in Q two or Q three now? Almost in Q three. If you're talking okay. about seasons or something, we're gonna talk. We're gonna say that this is the new format for Q three twenty twenty one for nine one one. Although we'll probably ruin it in the next episode, and we won't maintain any structure at all. Well, yeah, yeah. But uh, you ready? <laughs> you ready for me to hit play on this? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Here we go. Sunday, March thirtieth, two thousand. 14. The time, 12.52 p.m. Clarkson Police, how can I help you? I have three hostages in Air 15, C4 with the dead men switch. I want 100 standing clear flights a day. I'm sorry? I have three hostages in Air 15 and 100, sorry, and C4. I want 100 standing clear flights a day. What address are you at? Yep. What's your name? It's irrelevant. It's All irrelevant? You need to know is I need my money. I need my money delivered by one unarmed officer. Otherwise, I'll kill everybody. Who is it that you have with you? Three people. Who are these people? Do you know their names? That's irrelevant. No. All you need to know is I need my money or I blow it all up and I take everybody with me. If you give me my money, nobody gets hurt. And you're wanting this in the next seven minutes? I want you this in, I want you to get me this within the next thirty minutes. What is your phone number? That's irrelevant. All you have to know is you're gonna give me my money or I'm gonna blow everything up. But how are we gonna know it's you? Are you gonna open the door? You leave it on the front door, you walk away, I'll get it, and if it's all there, everybody goes home safe. Otherwise everybody dies. What's your dog's name? That's irrelevant. But you have a dog there with you? Yeah, I do. Okay, you don't even want to tell me your dog's name, though? Nope. All you need to know is if you don't give me my money, everybody dies. How did you come up with this amount of money? That's not important. You have 30 seconds, and I'm going to hang up. You now have 25 minutes to get me my money. If you don't get me my money, you might as well bring body bags because you're going to need it. Where do you have these people? Doesn't matter. I'm hanging up now. You said you were going to give me 30 seconds before you hung up. Hello? Are you there? Wow. Well, talk uh, about crank calls, right? Yeah. Like, that felt like she was crank calling him somehow by having answered the phone like here's the thing it's a very serious thing that this guy's saying if he's if he's being honest you can tell that the dispatcher does not believe him but what's the way she's behaving in my opinion and i'm getting a lot of shit for like being difficult on 911 dispatchers but whatever <laughs> is is that is that uh this is above her pay grade i feel like, like yeah the negotiation style that she's doing not negotiation the way that she's dealing with them yeah know? well i agree with that um if you talk to negotiators, I think negotiator, yeah. like step one is connect, right? I mean that mm. that seems like step without without some kind of connection made, whether that's dialogue or an emotional connection or whatever. Uh, 
you know, you're 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 contributing to the the liability that this person is introduced, right? Yeah, whether she believes him or not, he said he just said you got 25 minutes. Or I'm going to blow everybody up, and you yeah. might as well bring body bags. I mean, yeah. that's a pretty serious threat. How many how many people are there? How much? Why? Where'd you come up with that number? Like, why are you goading this guy on? I mean, what if it? What if it is real? I mean, what what percentage of a chance do you think if you heard that call fresh, would you give it for being actually real? What percentage would you give that? You think? I'd get. I'd give it a fifty percent chance of being real myself. Well, yeah, easy. I mean, you just, the math is it, well. This is either real or not real, right? And yeah, and uh, that's ah, to your point about pay grade. It's like. Yes, this is a judgment call where I would probably be like, hey, uh, boss, should I continue to talk to this person or do we got another division mm-hmm. that should hand? Because here, here's the thing also that is sort of, I don't know, I don't know the right word for it, but uh, okay, I've got a great example um, <laughs> since I already mentioned the show and I seem to be <laughs> very narrow in my uh, examples, but on the show Superstore, <laughs> the, the other the other night we were watching an episode, and this guy loses his thumb uh, it, because he was hilarious. Yeah, well, he was the meat cutter in the deli, and he loses his thumb, and somehow uh, through some machinations and everything, they they, uh, they felt. Uh, the store felt like this was a liability for them, so they made him the warehouse manager. <laughs> Whoa! Yeah, so he gets he gets promoted to where, but he's a tool, and so like the manager, the front store manager comes back and she's talking to him. Oh, and it's about the yogurt. He's she's like, could you pick up? Could you have somebody pick up that yogurt? And he's like, I'm really busy back here, but uh, yeah, we'll get to it. And she's like, great, that would be great. And he's like, hey, you know what? Smile sometimes. <laughs> you know, everything he said to her was offensive, but yeah. also true. You know, like, yeah. hey. No tact, though. No tact. Yeah. And so you hear that, and you're like, well, everything she's saying is, she could just say, hey, I'm just trying to collect information. I was just trying yeah. to get his name. I was just trying to connect with him. I was trying to ask him his dog's name. You know, everything she's saying is true, yeah. but it's it's done in a flippant way. Yeah, it's passive-aggressive, yes. I think is what it is, right? Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. and flip it, too. I mean, I didn't like it. I didn't yeah. like it at all. I, I I, think that she thought she was kind of like showboating there and being cool. Like, if she heard it, and I'm sure some people who hear that are like, oh, good for her. Like, she was all over them. Yeah. Because you'll see where this story heads because we're kind of giving it up by even talking about this. Yeah. But, um, but still, I like— I think it's dumb. Like, I have, I, I have some residual— I have a great relationship with my my ex wife, with Sam 2.0's mom. Mm-hmm. I have a great relationship with her, like, and I think I've talked about that in the past. So there's Good an excellent you. excellent dynamic because it's very rare. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I didn't mean no. that kind of a relationship. <laughs> it sounded like the Trump Trump Trump. Uh, you know, he does oh, that. that's, so that's the way it's, it's just so great. <laughs> it's Beautiful. the best of all the, the relationships. It's the best. It's you know number one. Uh, yeah. There has never been a relationship with an ex that no. Um, so there's a good dynamic, <laughs> but I have residual and 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 I've you know had a long time now to absorb like my own ownership with uh, mm-hmm. you know what ended up being a marriage that dilapid- dilapidated. But I still have some residual things that like I I feel I'm, I remember like oh I felt paralyzed all the time in this kind of a scenario, and this this person. Immediately, I was like, I could not be married to this lady. This is the kind of person that, to me, I'd be in the house and I'd be walking toward the front door, and this kind of a person would be like, "Where are you going?" Mm-hmm. Oh, I was just mm-hmm. gonna go out and get the mail. Uh huh. Yeah. You know, like, like mm-hmm. it, the dynamic is established that everything she asks, I have to answer. Yes. You know, but you want to punch her in the face at the same time? <laughs> Dude, you're getting in some weird territory right here. I don't know where this conversation is going to go. <laughs> you know just, what we're doing, right? We're breaking down this 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 female, this woman dispatcher. We're giving ex- yeah, examples of how how we think she would be in a relationship type thing. And then you even just said, "So I'll 
beat her up. Did you not just say you want to beat the crap out of her or something? So I'd implement some domestic violence in this situation <laughs> to help quell my you're my not wrong. One, one time, we'll, we'll move on here, but I, I love what you're doing. I I, I was in a meeting one time because I got upset with a supervisor from another house coming in when I was giving these medications to these kids. I had a group home I worked at. It's a very busy time in the morning trying to get all the meds right, and she's there nattering at me, you know, trying to like. So what exactly are you doing? And what is that 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 yeah. for? And blah 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 blah. Right. You know. So I said, "Hey, shut the <laughs> f up." And and that was it, right? And she mm. left, and she told them that I was uh, I was I was aggressive towards her, and that I threatened her, and all this stuff. Yeah. So I'm in this meeting, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, listen, this is all I can say about this woman. You can't tell that she's a bad person, but I could just sense it. It's the way that she does everything. I feel like if Nazi, if she was around during like Nazi Germany, Germany, she would have been like right at the front goose stepping. That's the type I feel that she is, you know? Like she, she just really doesn't have a good spirit and I don't have any proof of this, but I'm telling you, I could feel it. And they're looking at me like, you can't tell supervisors to F off. Okay, Jack? <laughs> and that, that was that that was the end of that but yeah there's the world is full of those types of people where their their um actions are diabolical yeah but your responses to them are always indefensible and it drives yes. me crazy and i don't yeah. know that the, the dynamic is a very weird it's not type a necessarily it's not passive aggression necessarily it's just this weird quagmire where two people or or a person has crafted their life in such a way that everybody feels like they owe them an answer yes you know yeah. and i'm not saying this lady is that but i'm saying i am she's she seems to be wired where <laughs> she even brings it to work and when she's talking to a bomber <laughs> So I, I know, dude. There's something going on here. It's really <laughs> odd. It's like how not to handle that situation. It seems to me like exactly how not to yeah. handle the situation is how she's handling it. In my mind, here's what's absolutely frustrating about this scenario in, in particular: is she's completely right. I know. <laughs> That's what's killing me too. All right, we can get into it. You oh, everybody knows drives me crazy, but it's true. <laughs> Dang it! All right, I see. wish she had a blow it up, like you know. An elementary school. Yeah, like the reason the phone went dead was because the bomb went off. Then yes. we'd be like, then we'd have a whole episode about how she got, you know, her her trial. <laughs> yeah. Egg on her face or something. Yeah. All right, let us. Oh, <laughs> where's the grease? I know. Where's the grease? Yeah, it's in little. Where's the grease. <sighs> it's in the. It's on the shelf back there in a tray. Okay. Okay. Bye. Grease. Where's, Where's the, the grease? grease? I don't you even want to know. You know what? I think the last time he 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 bombed an episode, I think he was asking me where the lotion was. <laughs> this guy's into himself. I'm like, what's <laughs> why all the lubricant talk? What's wrong with that guy? <laughs> yeah, I should really look into who parents him better. Yeah, creepy. Anyway, um, that would have been better. I think. Well, okay, moving. It wouldn't on. have been better at all. Have. No, uh, you're right. I'm just. But it's just... We're dream building. It's frustrating. <laughs> <laughs> We're dream building, sure. Don't take this from me, Jack. <laughs> All right, so here's, here's a, bit of, a biddle, little bit of backstory on this. So this guy that called, his name's Curtis Gervais, not to be confused with Jamie Lee Curtis. What? Uh, he's from a town called Barhaven, and Barhaven is a suburban neighborhood in Ottawa, do you know where Ottawa is? Yeah, sure. I've been there. It's the capital of uh, Canada. Is it really the capital? It's the capital. What do you think it was, Toronto? Wait a minute. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, oh, think I'm gonna, you think it's I'm going to... You think I'm going to edit this, but I'm not. <laughs> I, don't, I hate everything. I don't pay attention. Okay, it's Ottawa. It's okay, Ottawa. good. <laughs> Oh man! I hate that though. I hate that when you've got a very prominent place where everybody's like, "Oh, most I think it's Toronto." Yeah, it's Toronto, like Washington. Mm. Do you know what the capital of Washington is? D.C. No, Washington. No, it's Olympia. Oh, never heard of it. Yeah, me neither. (laughs) Oh wait, there's been a serial killer there or something, probably. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but really, your your state capital should have a little bit more panache in my mind. Anyway, what are we doing? Another tangent. Yeah. Anyway, he's from Dude, Ottawa. I don't know. 
Oh man, it's been a while. We've been that's there's a, there's a it's been a while. It's obvious it's been a while, but we're we're coming hot and heavy like we always say we are. So you'll see. We are, and if if you weren't just listening to the uncut episode, you could also tell it's been a while because we oh, talk man. about a lot of stuff. Anyway, so Curtis, uh, he was 16 in the year 2014 mm-hmm. when he started making fake 911 calls. So okay, for at least six months, Curtis would go on to make at least 30 hoax phone calls to his school. (laughs) Oh, man. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. You make one hoax phone call to your school. I get get it that you could, could like, you know, pull it off. 30? I think they start to know your voice. Like, teacher X is going to be like, that's Curtis. That's Curtis. (laughs) Probably. (laughs) You know? Yeah. He's pulling off a bit of a robotic voice on that one. I think, doesn't he? I think he uses, you'll, you'll get to voice it. Voice changing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he, he calls, he does 30 hoax calls to his school as well as other schools, shopping centers, and residences. Mm-hmm. So let me ask you, what do you think the, what do you think the, like, driving force behind that is? Like, like, mentally, like, what are, what are you accomplishing? What are, what's, what is being satisfied? It's a thrill. I guess it's just a little thrill. He gets a kick out of it, obviously. It gives him the same thrill that I get when I put money on a baseball team and they, you know, even before the game starts, just knowing I got the money. He's just the little endorphin rush. He gets it from that. But it definitely has to say something about his. And maybe he's a psychopath? Yeah. Maybe. Maybe. A sociopath? I think choosing that kind of thing to get a rush from. Is yeah, probably weird. indicative of some kind of path, something path. There's a lot of risk involved here. I mean, these are pretty serious things that he's saying. I'm s- pretty sure that you will uh, you'll go to prison for some time yeah, for doing yeah, this. Yeah, it's right? risky. You should. Hey, I'm going to ask you a personal question really quick. <laughs> it's not actually very per- well. It is personal, just because I'm curious. Mm. Um, did you did you put any money on the McGregor Poirier yeah, fight? I did. I'm going to go on out on a limb and say you didn't anticipate McGregor's leg to be snapped in half. I didn't. I didn't. <laughs> also, did you put money on Poirier? I did. I put I put money I did. I did and I am ashamed of it. You put money I'm on McGregor or Poirier? I did. I'm McGregor. I'm ah. McGregor and I'm I'm ashamed of it. Cuz the way that he 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 held himself after the fight and and the way he was behaving leading up to it. I I, I knew better. I just you know, you want to see greatness. And I'm addicted yeah. to seeing – I want to see greatness. I'm a Michael Jordan fan. I'm a Quentin Tarantino fan. I'm a Stephen King fan. Um, you know, I'm a Conor McGregor fan. I'm a yeah. Khabib fan. But I just wanted to see greatness. And what I saw, you know, was um, the opposite of greatness. It was disgraceful, really, what, yeah. what I what I saw him him do, the way he behaved. And people will say, oh, he's just had his legs snapped. It's like, no, man, he was he's already saying it. before, it. yeah. If well, anyone's wondering, we're talking about MMA, sorry. the UFC. Yeah. There was a fight between Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier. And in the fight, Conor McGregor's shin uh, – fibula i believe snapped yeah, in me. half and he he didn't notice right away and he went back and then stood on it basically just stood on the stump mm-hmm. it was really dark call material and yeah. then afterwards he was holding like a gun to his head pretending to hold the gun to his head and telling dustin and his wife that they're both dead and then uh you know and then later on made some comments about you know on twitter with his daughter in the picture saying gonzo uh real like acting like he's in the irish mob or something like that yeah it's terrible so it was it was Disgusting because kids kids are watching that stuff, man. My son was watching that. Yep. You know, it pisses me off. It's it's not. You know, it might sound like I'm being overly sensitive about it, but man, it, these are big moments, and and kids see that and they will follow his lead. They will behave like that. Behaving like a thug in mixed martial arts, it's it's unforgivable in my opinion. I don't care how hard he was. He was speaking very clearly. I agree, and it, it was speaking very clearly before, which was also interesting to me. Sorry for the tangent, but this I think this Sorry. this ties no this ties in I think because Good. everybody knows that if you watch that guy Conor McGregor fight mm-hmm. that he always is a he he ends up being a, a bigger person at the end you know congratulating the winner always. if he didn't yeah. win uh, you know being being powerful yet yet um, still He's gracious in defeat yeah still gracious. Mm-hmm. Mostly, you know, very, very 
Muhammad Ali-esque in his confidence, but still gracious. So that was what was weird about that. But, you know, to your point about these massive, massively uh, attractive people, there's a term that is used in the animal kingdom called charismatic megafauna. Right. And basically what it means is big, beautiful animals. So, like, for example, we we seem to really care and want to protect giant grizzly bears or wolves or something like that. So we like to protect these big, beautiful animals because it's Mm -hmm. obvious they're big and they're beautiful. Um, Mm -hmm. Under a microscope, some of the smallest animals in the world are beautiful. But we don't seem to care about squashing them. Or, you know, yeah. protecting them. So I, I look at that similar in this way. In one way or another, these these big giant individuals have fashioned themselves into our psyche as like charismatic mega humans. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Yeah. It is very disappointing though when they when they have that platform and they, they, they blow it. Yeah. Um, you could even say a guy like Mike Tyson puts these days a lot of positivity out in the world even for how violent and stuff he was what i'm seeing with connor and you can cut this out if you want but what i'm seeing with connor is he's he comes from nothing and he's acting like he's a king he act, literally acts like he's a king he's a guy holding his airpods and he just tells him to like give him his airpods when he's ready right like he he's completely forgotten his roots yeah. he treats people like garbage and the the real i wrote it on facebook i said it was like watching the wicked witch of the west melt yeah. Uh, right. And he was just ugly inside. It, it was uh, it was really interesting. It was really Shakespearean, actually, because Connor had predicted that D- Dustin would die in the ring and would end up leaving on a stretcher. Another thing he shouldn't be saying, threatening somebody's life like that. It's a right. terrible thing to say to somebody. Um, yeah. Just just to gain an advantage with with the head game, and then Connor ends up leaving on a stretcher himself. Yeah, it's it's poetic. It was un- unbelievable. What a what a night of fights. I lost money on it, though, to answer your question. I, f- I kind of felt like you did because I felt like you'd probably tell me if you didn't. You know. I was mad at myself. Yeah. But anyways. That's yeah. why I didn't bring it up until we were on a public podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, that there are people that are around us that I believe are the opposite of charismatic mega people. Mm-hmm. And they, for one reason or another, their wires are kind of soldered wrong in their brain. And they, they, they determine mm. a way where they feel like this could, this could propel them into the stratosphere of charismatic mega person. But they're, but they're often not thinking about the consequences of it. Mm-hmm. Or they haven't thought mm-hmm. through enough or they think that they're, they're impervious to the law or whatever. A lot of our mm-hmm. killers, famous killers are this way, but they also are coupled with a character about them that makes us just, you can't stop watching, you know. Yes. Like a Ted Bundy mm-hmm. or even a Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. Where you even get to the point where you're like, ah, just let him go. Yeah. You know? You're like, let's see what he does now. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, not in my neighborhood, naturally. Put him in, you know, somewhere else. <laughs> but yeah, so... I feel I feel like it's it's extra uh, creepy slash ominous that there are people that are basically uh, incubating in their own apartment in their own solitary world. Yeah, that is interesting. You know? It's yeah, it's concerning. Yeah, concerning for sure. I I feel like I can swat a lot of, uh, swat a lot of those guys. I spot a lot of those guys out in the wild. I think we all feel that we can. How, guess what? You see a guy who doesn't care to take care of himself, um, you, you know, his hygiene, and he's wearing the same clothes clearly, yeah. and he's just walking into a store with no uh, shoes on, and he's on methamphetamines. You can tell by the way he's looking around. Uh, I had a guy like that recently, and he's talking to my son. I'm like, hey, stop talking to my kid, dude. Like, <laughs> don't talk to my kid. Right? <laughs> but <laughs> these guys go home, and... If that's the way they're behaving in public, God knows what they're doing at home. Like they're eating their toenails, they're eating their skin off. There, what are they talking about? What are they watching on TV? I mean, yeah. there are some very strange characters out there. I've been the other day. Case in point, I was in a gas station and I'm standing there, and there was a younger, younger kid. Actually, he was mm-hmm. standing there, and he, I could tell he was looking for something. And I was like, are "You looking? You looking for something in particular?" He's like, "Oh, do you work here?" I was like, "No, no, I don't work here." And I, I think I probably hadn't done my hair 
or I think I was still wearing pajama bottoms because I, I don't know if you're this way, but when I'm podcasting or when I'm researching or writing, I use hygiene as a goal. Like I'm like, okay, I'm going to get this done and then I'm going to shower. So, uh, you know, it never really works out that way. It's not a good way to, you should reverse that script. You should shower and then do your day. I think so. But to your point, I'm in a gas station and I was trying to help this kid, and he's like, yeah, I was just looking for, like, the, the protein drinks. And I was like, oh, yeah, I don't think they're here. They're over. And then his mom did exactly what you said. She's like, don't talk to my son. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, I'm that guy. Oh, no. And then what was I supposed to say? Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, I probably look like a hobo. <laughs> I'm a podcaster. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure that would have helped. <laughs> yeah. My name's the operator. My name's the operator. I'm a podcaster. I work out of a six by nine box in my garage. Is any of this helping? <laughs> <laughs> so I resemble the remarks you just made. Unfortunately. So yeah, now that you uh, think about now that I think about it, I may be one of these people I'm talking about. I just haven't started, you know prank calling you know what's killing what's oh, killing yeah. me right now what? man is that is that you and i started this podcast off and we said okay we're sticking real tight to the script it's <laughs> exactly and here we saying. are la, 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 la. look a shiny <laughs> object <laughs> we're like raccoons <laughs> oh man oh man anyway hey so do you know what it's called when you uh call emergency services uh like like he's doing. Not, you're not just pranking the old man down the street, but you're calling emergencies. You're throwing in bomb threats. You're doing those kind of things. You mm-hmm. know what it's called? Swat, that's swatting then, right? Yeah, swatting. Uh, the reason they call it swatting is because with the nature of these calls, SWAT teams are typically dispatched. You're not just like – you're not going to get a, you know, a, a mental health counselor show up. <laughs> To the library because you're like this book. They're burning books, <laughs> you know. Right. You're like there's a bomb in the stadium, so they call it swatting. Uh, okay, so so Curtis had been making these calls. Wow, look at us back to the story. There we go. Making these making these calls for about six months. He called you know, all over. Uh, he was arrested on May twelfth of twenty fourteen, and he was charged with sixty counts of swatting. And bomb threats in the United States and in Canada. Here's a real problem. That's a lot of calls, man. Yeah. That's a lot of resources used up. It is. I mean, you just think about like every time a SWAT team gets brutal. It's not like a fire engine where they're like, let's roll. You know, they don't do that. There's usually like a war room kind of thing. They're like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Here's the aerial of the house. Buckner and Jones, you're going to take the front. We're going to go around the aft. We're going to juxtapose ourselves against the siding. You know, they've got a plan going in. They don't just show up and they're like, let's shoot this house. <laughs> you know, they don't do that. So, yeah, yeah think about all the, t- the time, the man hours. That We've talked about this before. SWAT shows up. They're... Everybody has somebody in their ear that's sitting in a data center or a call center or a you know phone somewhere in an office. So it's all these people. Yeah, sixty counts. That blows my mind. So crazy. He goes. He he gets arrested. His trial was in 2017. So three years later, just nuts. He 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 made fake bomb threats into schools in Alberta, in Quebec, Ontario, and five U.S. states, which makes me wonder, does he know how to speak French? <laughs> because I'm pretty sure you call a school in Quebec, they're like, if you don't speak French, they just hang up on you. Oh, for sure. Yeah, where's he from again? He's from Ottawa. He's from Barhaven. Oh, yeah. He probably speaks French. Definitely. Yeah. A lot of those uh, people people speak French out there in Ottawa. Did you have to learn French? They try to teach us, but we don't we don't want to hear it. Don't want to do it. So how do don't you get, learn French? How do you get no. around it? Do you just like sit there like, yeah, yeah, we, 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 yeah, we, we, we. I'm just joking. A lot oui. of people enjoy French. I, I never, I never enjoyed uh, learning French. And when my son brings home homework to learn French, I'm like, dude, not going to use it ever. Yeah. Um, doesn't feel like it but spanish i i wish we could learn a bit of spanish i mean i feel like that's isn't spanish the number one used uh language next to english yeah i believe i I also think that farsi might be it up be up there too (laughs) also english also (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot (laughs) i meant number one next to english i hope i said that i probably didn't say that (laughs) 
I'm not oh, yeah. sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, in When I was in elementary and junior high uh, in the 80s and early 90s, everybody was like, oh, you're going to want to learn Jap- Japanese. You're going to want it because that is the hub of business. That's the hub of commerce will be Japan. Oh, so all these right. kids are like learning Japanese because they figured they were going to be like, you know, day traders or, you know, Wall Street brokers having to deal with Japan. I didn't really work out that way. No. I think they're having the Olympics over there right now, um, and they have a hot dog stand. (laughs) (laughs) Man, I've stopped paying attention to everything. I'm out. I forget it. I don't care anymore. I'm just going to chill. I agree. I agree. Anyway, uh, back to what? Maybe I should just have that on like a button where I say, back to the story. (laughs) He also didn't just make bomb threats. So he committed a whole lot of other crimes, identity theft. uh, He sold info on the dark web of his enemies, which, Mm -hmm. you know, when you're 14 and, you know, living in Ottawa, like, what are your Mm -hmm. enemies? Who, Who are these? Who are these people? Like, did somebody not give you the whole pack of Pokemon cards? Like, what are you doing with their information on the dark web? Like, and yeah. who's buying this? <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing that he was caught so early, though, because this guy's developing into a real problem. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, and you know that this kind of a kid, uh, I, I, I would wager, well, I was going to say I would wager that he's maybe on the more intelligent side of the the spectrum Mm -hmm. but listening to this call i I felt like it was uh it was a call being made by what's the crazy guy's name on uh gold member you know he's like one million (laughs) dollars oh yeah i forget what's his name uh it's um i don't really watch hold on mike myers character one million Oh, oh, you're talking about, um, oh my God, dude. You, you're just talking about Mike Myers' character? Yeah. What's wrong with me? Yeah, What's I can't. What's wrong with my brain, Doctor, dude? doc, no, it's not doctor. Doctor, 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 oh my God. Why can't we think of this? Doctor bad guy? Doctor bad oh. guy. It's not. It's not hey, it's I got an idea. Austin Powers. Yeah, okay. Austin Powers was the good guy. What's the doctor villain? Oh my God! Was he dude. even a doctor? I'm looking at him. Doctor Evil. Right? Doctor Evil. <laughs> Do you know oh, how many people dude. are probably getting fired right now for screaming in their cubicle? Oh, evil. It's Doctor Evil. <laughs> that was brutal. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, oh, this anyway, is probably the worst episode we've ever done. <laughs> yeah, this is this is this it's is hinging bad. on madness. Um, but uh, but. Listening to his call, he was about as composed as that. He's like, he hadn't really thought it through. Like, he didn't, you know, his his chihuahua was in the picture. He's only asking Mm -hmm. for a hundred grand. You know, kind of weak sauce as far as, you know, it goes. But I guess he was 14, so, you know, hundred grand. That's a lot of bubblegum. There actually were journalists that were victims of his as well. Um, which makes you think, you know, this this kid's getting really familiar. To your point, criminally familiar. He's figuring out avenues to, to to uh, the dark web. To, you know, to trying to mm. trying to see like where can I go to transact yeah. in bad things, which is never good, right? Yeah, yeah. His targets might not be impressive or anything, and he can't do much to them. But the the things that he's learning how to do. I mean, can become very powerful as life goes on. Yeah, for him, for sure. Have you ever heard of the group Anonymous? Sure. So yeah. it's this hacktivist group, right? And they mm-hmm. they take on a cause, and then and 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 most. I got to be honest. I mean, some a lot of the time, I'm applauding their cause. Sure. They're like you Me know, too. trying to take down some bad person. Every once in a while, they get a little weird. Mm-hmm. But uh, Curtis claimed he had been framed by Anonymous in his. <laughs> court trial and the judge didn't nah he didn't really pick up on that he's like yeah no 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 uh, anonymous yeah. isn't asking for a hundred grand son no right. they're, they're not uh, gonna do that would, i think you also asked for a hamburger no no anonymous <laughs> isn't they're a little more high high level than that uh, son he met uh victims and accomplices while playing online games like a lot of these a lot of these kids who who end up doing swatting um, one victim of his was a classmate that he didn't like. So he made a bomb threat to Cedarview Middle School, that is in Ottawa, and John McRae Secondary School, uh, where 
Curtis actually went to school. He tried to frame his classmates by dropping fake clues to the police, intending to make them feel like uh, they were left by this classmate that he didn't like, the one that probably didn't give him all of his Pokemon. Pokemon, is that the plural? Pokemon? No. Pokemesis? Pokemon. Um, he also was prolific on Twitter, <laughs> mm-hmm. which is not good if you're trying to, you know, hide your deeds. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, this is one of those situations where I'm like, where is this kid's parents? You know? Yeah. The, in yeah, 2014, you're still getting some type of a phone bill or an accounting of all the places that are being called from your residence or from a cell phone. So like... Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, why are you calling tr- middle schools in Iowa? <laughs> <laughs> he's he's pretty good at it, though. I mean, with with Twitter, I guess he he hit himself somehow. One of his tweets is, "Want someone swatted? Tweet me their name, address, and I'll make it happen." Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. He was selling his services. I did find this in my own life. I think we talked before. I can't remember if it was on a dark call or on a nine one one call about me getting fired from Hewlett Packard for hacking. When I was an engineer right. there, and and I use that term loosely because they said I was hacking, and I, you know, I'd leave it up to you to determine if that's that's actually the truth. But um, <laughs> when you start doing things that uh, that that are like that, that are um, you know, cracking software, distribution of of digital goods, uh, you know, swatting those types of things, it does two things. There's an adrenaline rush because you're doing something that very few people do, whether they've got the guts to do it or the stupidity to do it. But at the same time, a lot of these things take intelligence. They take knowledge on how to to do these things. Once again, it puts you in rare air, rare company. Mm -hmm. And uh, because these things are often communicated through the internet, the child or the individual that's doing them finds a community. They find a community mm-hmm. that accepts their actions, that applauds them. That actually, they, they they create clans, they create groups, they create uh, yeah all these things. And it can, so it can be very confusing for a child that's in their st- still in their uh, you know clay years where they're still moldable. It's a good point. It's a good point, man. Like I, you saying that actually makes me feel a little bit sorry for this kid that he's so um, misguided. It, he's clearly got some kind of talent and smarts and all that, but he maybe he has something going on in his life that t- it, this is a way of him taking out his frustrations, right? Yeah. Um, who knows? But this is wasted talent. If you get away with this 60 times, I mean. He did. He reminds me, when I was in junior high, that we had a finance class, which I don't even think they teach you finance anymore. Debt isn't even a word they want you to learn how to spell, yeah. apparently, by the time you graduate. Because you step out of your high school and there's Discover card with a free T-shirt and a 29% interest rate on a card. Give it Dude, to me. <laughs> don't even get me started on the way society's constructed. Hey, every every single place I lived when I lived in like a poor neighborhood uh-huh. had the only store it had was a liquor store and a beer store. What's yeah. that all about? Well, yes. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, we don't you, gotta get into all this stuff. It's, that that is very common. Liquor stores, beer stores, title companies. Sure. You know, so you can get fast <laughs> cash. It, it, it it's unfortunate, but yes, there are there there are certain ways that our societies are structured around those things. Yeah. Um, when I was a kid, they had this finance class, and so they taught you how to write a check, which makes sense. You know, it's one of those things. Back in the day, eighties and nineties, checks were still a big thing. So they mm. gave us each these blank checkbooks that were fake. But they looked like real checks with all the all the places to fill out all the information. So mm-hmm. one time my friend had a party at his house. I wasn't at the party because I'm a nerd. But uh, he had a party. He ordered 10 pizzas and wrote a check <laughs> on his wow. fake school checks and paid for the pizzas. That way. He got oh, caught. Man. But, uh, yeah. you know, it's those kind of things. This kid beat the, my friend to death. Curtis totally outdid my friend. He ordered thousands of dollars of pizza uh, one time and had it sent to his enemy's house. <laughs> enemies. <laughs> like, like they're going to have to pay for it. Like, this is a mm-hmm. problem. So he did these crazy kind of things all the time. Uh, to your point, like, his voice sounded weird. He'd use Skype to modify his voice. And in one fake call he made, he didn't modify his voice and he claimed his mother was dying. (laughs) 
and he found her in a pool of her own blood and then pretended to go through the motions of CPR with the dispatcher, giving him instructions on how to save her. He literally yeah. had played that whole scenario out. Like Really funny. To me, I think that's real funny. I mean, it's not... Um it's a big waste of time, and you're really screwing with it with the 911 operator there. But we were talking about earlier what certain things that make you laugh, or yeah, what doesn't make you laugh. This makes me laugh. This kid, or that, or that he did that. <laughs> that he would claim that his mother's dying, and he goes through the motions of giving CPR to his dead mother on the ground while the while the dispatcher is freaking out, thinking, you know, we're going to save a life here. Yeah, this that is so out there, man. That is out there. Like, that's like, like Tom Green on you know on steroids. Like you said, wasted talent. Because if you can pull that kind of a scenario off, you're you're a good actor. You could probably profit from your talent. But what a crazy thing to do! I, I can't imagine a universe where I'd be able to pull that off at his age. Like the balls on this guy. Yeah, right. It's like you're sitting there, you're eating some bowl of cereal, watching cartoons. All of a sudden, you know, it's going to commercial break. After these messages, <laughs> we'll be right back. And you're like. Hmm, maybe my mom just died. I'm going to call 911. Like, <laughs> yeah. you know, he's that bored or he's that unmonitored that he could yes. do all these things. Like, imagine being the parent. You come in and he's on the floor and he's just sitting there. But he's making noises like, yeah. one, two, three, four, stay alive, <laughs> stay alive. Or if it's you, ooh, ee, ooh, ah, ah, bang, bang, wada, wada. <laughs> and, and he's doing all this with the phone and he's crying and you come in and you're like, what are you, what, Curtis, what are you doing? <laughs> Shut up. You're going to screw it all up. Shut up. You're dead. Mom. <laughs> Go eat some pizza. I just bought a bunch with a fake check. Yeah. There's something Crazy. going on. I mean, obviously, in this kid's life that's uh, making it possible for him to do this. It's, it's, a, it's an incredible thing. It's an odd thing. Exactly. So here's the summation of what happened to him. Mm -hmm. Can you guess? I don't know. What I'm going to tell you right now before I... I don't know. I don't know. You're going to tell the sentence, right? Well, yes. I'm going to tell know. you the sentence. I thought it was going to be years. Right after... Oh, tch. okay. Go ahead. <laughs> right <laughs> after this ad. <laughs> okay, back to the sentence. Thank you for the commercial break. Everybody put right. your cereal bowl down. Here we go. <sighs> I didn't know... Uh, I, I, when we were t going through this case, I thought that he was probably going to get like five years. I thought mm -hmm. he was going to get a really heavy sentence yeah. for this. What did he get? Well, especially international, right? You're in another country yes. and you're making these calls. And to schools, which is a hot button topic. You don't mess with our kids. Right. You know, And wasting the police's time, right? Like the, the SWAT oh, team's time. And the all amount that. Fire of city time. resources, budget, all that. Yeah. Like you got a, It seems a like something you would get smacked for. You would think. Mm. So he was sentenced to nine months <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. in 2017 for his swatting crimes. Six months to be served and three months served at home with his girlfriend, wife, and baby. What? And for those three months, he is not to have any internet access. As one commenter said, boy, they threw the pamphlet at him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's a crazy low sentence, man. Oh, my god. So 2017 is when he got sentenced. Yeah, 2014, he was 16. So, yeah, he was like 19 years old around this time. And wife, baby. Dude, crazy. That's the, I've, I know guys who have gotten that kind of a sentence for like getting caught with weed. Yeah. This is international crime that he did. It's like not only across state lines, it's across country borders. Yeah. So what it makes me think is there are so many divisions, departments, cities and counties and all the people that they probably pass this around to different states and different municipalities. They're like, hey, this kid's in trial. Do you want to bring any charges? Blah, blah, blah. It reminds me a lot of when uh, when I, I found a hacker through a program called IRC back in mm -hmm. the early, late 1900s. And I, com I found him and he was using a computer lab out of uh, a little town called Lehigh, Pennsylvania – he was using a computer lab at a community college. I let the authorities know and everything. Um, mm -hmm. And this, they had no interests, really. They were like, yeah, well, yeah, we have kind of stretched on resources. So I'm sure that that was the case here. Like, they just kind of yeah. passed it around. They're like, do you want to, you want to, you know, extradite him or anything? They're like, nah, you go ahead and give him nine months. Yeah. 
you know? Yeah. Weird. I feel like they, yeah, really put through the pamphlet at them. They really Maybe did. there wasn't enough public outcry. Maybe people thought it was harmless enough because it's attached to, uh, wait, though. There was, there was a case. I remember there being a case just like this where uh, a guy gets swatted. He comes out on his front porch. Gets killed. Uh, I believe it's in the notes here. And he gets shot by the, by the SWAT team. By right? the SWAT it's team. In your, it's in the research notes here. Yep. That I saw that earlier. That's good. Um, <clears throat> That's pretty serious. I mean, he's setting people up to possibly get shot by the police, yep. right? Get shot by SWAT teams. Okay, so here's the thing. With a kid like this, that kind of a slap on the wrist or like stroke on the wrist or, you know, some kind of emotion mm-hmm. on the wrist, mm-hmm. um, you say no internet access for three months or whatever. Do you th- What is that kid going to do once he has internet access? He's going to yeah. repeat He's probably gonna, he knew he knows where he messed up now, so he's going to get deeper. He's going to go darker. He's going to get more anonymous. He might join anonymous. You know, I don't think that. Yeah, mm. I, and that's that's that is a problem. That's an inherent problem, I think, with these these kids that are script kiddies. Is I don't know how you stop them. There was a kid who was arrested and imprisoned, jailed. He was jailed on hacking charges kids are very brilliant and he made a request so often to have a gaming console that they gave him one mm-hmm. and then he had somebody keister uh, a usb network card wow it was during a visit so gaming console plus a usb network card he was on the internet in no time from his awesome. jail cell you know <laughs> like these kids yeah. are smart and and yeah. And the majority of the people, if, if if COVID taught us one thing, it's that you can't just tell a bunch of teachers, hey, school's online now. Do all your mm-hmm. stuff digitally. No, you just screwed up a bunch of teachers. They don't know 90% of the programs we just threw at them. Yeah. You know, and that's the same with our jails and, and prisons. It's not like, you know, we've got a bunch of IT guys working as wardens and, you know. You know what, you know what COVID exposed me in, in the same vein of what you're talking about there? I, I, I knew this would happen because I've worked all kinds of jobs and I'm sure everybody's aware of this too, is that most of us are full of it. Most of us are BSing our way through our work days. <laughs> and <laughs> all of a sudden you have to like fill the time with pure education, say in like a Zoom meeting yeah. or something like that. Right. Hey, guess what? A lot of this is glorified babysitting. I don't know if anybody told you guys. Like, you know, with these teachers, they're like, hey, you know, for the most part, we just kill time until yeah. the parents get home from work. The reason why we have such a long school day is so that the parents can go to work. Right. Oh, yeah. You think <laughs> it's, it's a gay daycare. Yeah. For the, a lot of it is a daycare. Yeah, it's, there's there's design in the fact that the day the school day is as long as it is. Um, also, yeah. how little in some cases, how little t- education time is actually happening. And I I put oh, that dude. I put that on the parent and on the sure. teachers and on the kids too. A lot yeah. on the kids. Yeah, because when you're staring through a microscope in their room or at the desk or whatever, and you're mm-hmm. seeing how little. Or, or, or to your point, how quickly they could bust out a whole day's worth of homework? Oh yeah! Like, man, you could be, you're you're off and running in an hour. Just do it, kid. Oh, Just do I it. Oh, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, yeah, my kid would be done done in an hour, and then what was the rest? Yeah, exactly. So socializing and stuff. Yeah, too. socializing, asking questions, doing nothing, <laughs> letting the teacher <laughs> instruct. There's a lot of instruction time. Oh yeah, or videos. PowerPoints. I'm not trying to say school's not important. I just I like it, it just kind of exposed like how much dead time there really is and, and how many distractions there are in certain work environments, right? Like even um working in working in an office uh job like in a cubicle um as a part of a team, you kinda can you can act like you're busy a lot. But yeah. when it came to COVID it was like, okay, hand this in, hand that in. Oh, well now what are you doing? Yeah. I'm taking a bath. Right. <laughs> like I'm at, at Costco. <laughs> <laughs> if you're at work, you could like you know kind of act like you're still busy, but right. it's clear that you're not, right? It's it's so. a challenge. It's it, it is, and it it um, when when COVID first started, I made a slight prediction. I was like, I will bet you that this will reface much of our of our uh, business processes because yeah. inherently, for decades now. Business owners who own a brick and mortar or something or other, a, an office mm-hmm. space, butts in seats. There's a there's a there's an inherent distrust that if you're not, if your butt isn't in a seat that I have you in, 
you're mm-hmm. not going to be working. I don't trust you. I don't trust you as an employee. Yeah. But what COVID taught us was, oh, they actually do some work even if they're not monitored. Like everybody didn't totally. just go to the park, you know. But is that going to be a good thing? Is that going to be a good th- for people? I don't think so because they'll, they'll, um, they'll make them do – you know, there'll be less hours. It's possible. It's possible. You look at other countries where they literally have been working four-hour work weeks forever, mm-hmm. like Italy or, you know, uh, oh, what's the one? Uh, the Oh, no. Uganda? They made a movie about them. They were the, the bobsled team from Jamaica. Jamaica. Yeah. It's like Jamaica is not on like a 12-hour work day. You know, they're not. But right. somehow they get stuff done. So I think COVID taught I like us. how you got to Jamaica through a bobsled team. <laughs> They're terrible. <laughs> Dude. I think I could have gone with Usain Bolt instead and you would have gotten it, but I went bobsled. <laughs> <laughs> well, you could have gone down a weird road there. Yeah, could you know. But I think COVID, COVID taught a lot of these businesses that, oh, we spend a lot of money in infrastructure that we don't need because the world is flat and we could technically connect – Digitally, yeah, which I think has some advantages. I think it's good that that businesses know that they can now trust their employees. Uh, also, mm. it it does add an extra layer to the employee to be trustworthy. Uh, so right. anyway, now off on a different tangent. But to to wrap things up on this guy, um, there was a journalist who. His life kind of got turned upside down. He was a journalist for a, a publication called Krebs. So he decided to go ahead and re- release Curtis's address, phone number, school information, online aliases, and everything on him. Oh, good. Online. So good for him. I think if that kind of thing happens with these these script kiddies more often, they might be like, okay, all right, I see that this does connect to the real world. Because until something really mm-hmm. hits them like that, like like they have to start looking over their shoulder. I don't. I really don't know how you control how you how you show this person that laws do matter. No, I don't. Know. In some countries, they cut your hands off. Yeah, they do. They do. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good point. Well, that's a good good note to end this one. His hands didn't get cut off. Curtis uh, is probably online listening yeah. to this episode right now. Oh, brother. Hey, how you doing, Curtis? Hi, Curtis. Love your work. Hi. You got a happy ending? Yes. Here is a happy ending. Uh, let me ask you a question really quick. Hey, Luna. Mm-hmm. Is there any food that you're allergic to? No. Okay. Not that I know of. Are you allergic to anything? Is there any? Do you have allergies to yeah. anything? I'm yeah. allergic to cats. I'm allergic to pollen. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that's why you're crying all the time. <laughs> I am allergic to cornfields. Oh, that sucks. I love cornfields. I know, but every time I go in one, I, I, I might as well be in Vietnam. I just, I, I get all swole up and hivy and cut. And mm-hmm. It's weird. It's weird. <laughs> I could never be an alien. <laughs> Oh, man. How did you find out that you were allergic to that? Did everybody go running into the cornfield and you followed and then you just started yeah. breaking out? Yeah. Ran in, kind of just like swole up like a like a popcorn kernel, came out. <laughs> yeah, you turned into a kernel. Yeah. <laughs> and I think they you know injected me with some like magic serum from the farm and I was better. But no, corn, uh, I get asthma at weird points, like um, not like really bad, but like if I start running, I I, mm-hmm. I tighten up. So I have a, an inhaler that I'll use from time to time. Um, but yeah, no foods. I, I don't like some foods, like it's like sticks of butter, but I right. am not allergic to it. <laughs> In fact, I can eat, I can eat a lot of it if forced. <laughs> if forced to. <laughs> I have been proven to eat more butter than most people under duress. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get this over with. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So here's a story about an 18 month year old baby named Dean. And based on the questions that I just asked you, I'm just going to go ahead and play the phone call. You ready? All right. I'm ready. All right. Here we. Go. Emergency services. One four four two zero eight. Thanks, Telstra. Go ahead, call. Where do you need the ambulance? So what's the problem? Tell me exactly what happened. Okay, okay male or female? Male. And uh, you think allergic reaction? Yeah. Okay. And you're with him right now? Yes. And how old is he? Eighteen months. Eighteen months. Okay. Now, is that him I can hear in the background? Pardon? Is that him I can yes. hear in the background? Yes. Okay. And he's uh, air in through his lungs, and it's very. 
deep. Okay, does he have difficulty breathing or swallowing? Looks like he's having difficulty breathing. Okay, is he completely awake? Yeah, yes, but it's when did this, hard to breathe. When did this start? About 15 minutes ago. Okay, and is the condition getting worse now? Yes, it is. Do you have any special medications or injections? EpiPen. You have an EpiPen? Have I you used it? it with me. Okay, and uh, just bear with me. Where is it at the moment? At home. I'm at my mum's house. Okay, so look, we've organised the ambulance for him. Yes. Okay, what is it that he's allergic to? He's allergic to eggs, wheat, nuts, nut, uh, dairy, quite a lot of things. I've just given him some Zyrtec, but it doesn't look like he's healthy. And he's chucking a lot of air in through his lungs. Okay, so look, you've got him sitting up at the moment? Yeah, but he's really sort of flopping. Okay, we need him sitting up at the moment, and if you can try and keep his chin away from his chest, because it will help to keep his airway open, okay? Okay. Now, um, you said, I'm going to stay on the phone with you until the ambulance gets there. His eyes a little bit. I don't know why. No, that's okay. Listen, while he's breathing, okay, and he's still conscious, it's a very, very good sign. What sort of reaction does he usually have to this sort of thing? He looks a bit worse because his air's sort of sucking in. He's coming. How far away is the ambulance? They're coming lights and sirens as quickly as they can, ma'am, okay? So we're not holding them up at all, okay? I just need to get the best information possible so they're aware of what's going on when they get there. Okay. okay. So, and the last time that he had a reaction like this, you're saying this is worse. What are the symptoms like? Like, how are they worse? Tom is more airways of finding it, like, he looks more like he's sucking in air. Yeah. Okay. And that's him obviously crying, right? Yeah. Okay. Has he got any, has he got any swelling around his face? Hard to tell. Swelling on his face. Hard to tell. No, that's okay. He's got a red face, but it's more his uh, neck area is sucking in air. Okay, so he's sucking in air. Is that through his nose? No. Well, through his through his neck. You know the okay, so he's so he's sort of straining every time he does. Wheezing noises. Yep. He's really closing his eyes now. Okay, listen, I need you to try and, uh, like, keep him woken. Yeah. Like, try and, you know, if he does go to close his eyes and he doesn't open them, just talk to him, try and wake him up again. Try and keep him awake. Okay, so... Yep. Okay, so try and keep him, try and keep him sitting up, okay, or standing up, or if he's in your arms or something, try and keep, like I said, a bit upright and his chin away from his chest. It will help to keep his airway open. Okay, the panic is. Okay, well that uh, that call drops off kind of quick there at the end, but um, I think you and I can both relate with that that panic. That you have when your child, especially when they're looking, they're they're not unconscious, but they're looking into your eyes. It's hard, yeah, yeah, for sure, for help, and you you can't get it to them. No, that was that was terrible. That's never happened. I mean, something similar has kind of happened to that. But man, hearing the hearing the kids squeal and all that was difficult. The nine one one upper and the mom were super. There was no real fat on that call. Like, they were getting right down to what needed to happen. Yeah. Basically, they needed to wait for an ambulance to come to be able to help him out with the with the shot, right? I mean, I feel bad because as a kid, you're already going to have – it's an uphill battle. If you've got a, an allergic – your propensity to be allergic to – what did she say? Milk, eggs, hopes, dreams, <laughs> wind – uh, it was a lot. Certain certain types of junk mail. Um, there was a lot. Uh, you know, it's an uphill battle. But then to name your boy Anna Phylaxis, it just seems like, come <laughs> <Okay>. on. <laughs> Stop. Did he live, dude? He I, did. They, they, that called, he lived, obviously, right? He did. And I'll tell you why. Um, this was uh, something that I learned during the research for this call was I didn't know how quickly an EpiPen works. Uh, EpiPen is short for epinephrine, which is the hormone that is contained in the EpiPen. And um, and, uh, epinephrine kicks in immediately, immediately. Mm -hmm. And so he starts getting results or benefit from the EpiPen the moment it's injected. You heard the the sirens there at the very end. I'm trying not to make a joke, but like when you hear him in the background on the call – 
the way that it's happening, because he's allergic to eggs, it feels like I, I'm picturing him turning into scrambled eggs. You know, like his throat and everything just kind of morphing slowly into scrambled eggs. And as soon as you give him that shot, then it all just flattens back up and becomes loose, nice yolk again. Exactly. Well, and no one was paying attention probably to little Carl, four-year-old Carl, who was sitting over there with a fistful of eggs around the corner going, why did I feed him to him? Why did I feed him to him? <laughs> you know, he's out there yeah. washing his hands like, you know. Anyway, so yeah, that worked out. I was kind of happy. I've been looking for a way to use that, um, to use that, use that call because it's, if you've been in that kind of situation, it doesn't feel good. And is it a happy ending? It is. It is kind because of. it works. And, you know, so it's a little bit of like a medical happy ending. I didn't feel happy at all. I don't feel, I feel happy right now either. But <laughs> it was certainly a little bit stressful. Hey, I'll, I'll tell you something that's happy that happened in the news this week. Um, you know the guy that owns Virgin Atlantic? Yes, yeah, Sir Sir Branson. He's a he's a knight. He was knighted. Apparently, he went into space. Is that what we're talking? Are you trying to start another conversation? I'm just trying to cheer you up. He went into space. Oh God! You know, cheer me up. Just let me go so I can go take a shower. <laughs> it's so hot right now. All right. We, have, we we talked each other's ears off about God knows what. <laughs> I'm probably the worst episode of 911 we ever did, but it was fun. <laughs> All right, I'll let you go. Um, <laughs> okay. Hey, hugs, everyone. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for calling. <laughs> Check this out. <clears throat> are you working on Wife Raider? Shirts. How, how many shirts? Too many. <laughs> How's the store coming? It's going great. Yeah. Going great. <laughs> Made about 400 shirts. 400. You got more to go? Yes. How many? Another a thousand. A couple thousand? Yeah. It's going to be fine. Oh, guess what? What? I love you. I love you too. <laughs> That's the wife raider. She's working on the store. It's become a swear word in our house. But I sure love her. Thank you all for listening to the show. And I know it seems like maybe we've been gone for a little while. Well, timed up with summer. So call it summer vacation. Although we didn't really go anywhere. We were just doing store full tilt. I am sorry. And we're making up for it with more episodes than you've ever had in your earballs. But if you want to be part of a fun group of crazy hug dealers, check us out on Facebook, 911 Calls Podcast with the Operator Group. And uh, thank you so much for all the support, all of the encouraging messages, everyone that has said, hey, don't worry about getting my order right away. I can wait. Well, I'm taking that to heart. <laughs> Just kidding. I'll be killed if we delay the orders. My wife will only stay in the garage helping me for so long in July. <laughs> Hugs. <laughs>